Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson. My name is Matt Anderson. We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world. Are you an IP parent? Hello, Imperfect Parenting community. It is a sunny day. I woke up at two something in the morning. My poor little one had an accident, woke up. Then I couldn't get back to sleep for a couple of hours. That happens. And so I was thinking about it and I thought, you know, I actually really want to do a lead in for this week's episode, which is actually for May Day and talking about fertility and older moms. But today is actually Witch's Night, which is the 30th of April. And this will be launched on the 1st, May 1st. And we talk a lot about that. But I wanted to really touch in on um, why this episode was important to me. Um, But before I do that, I wanted just to say thank you to everyone in Galt, California. Go Gouda, oh god, I should be able to say that. Gouda, Netherlands, and Central Eastlip, New York, and Tungabi, New South Wales. Wow, I am having trouble with names today, but all these names kind of grabbed my attention. Uh, we didn't actually make it to Gouda in the Netherlands, but hey, guys, I don't know how you found us, but thanks for being out there and uh, glad to see some new people pop up and hope that you will find things that are interesting to you. And maybe I would like to get somebody actually in the Netherlands to come and talk to us. And definitely in New York, maybe the next time we can go there to visit family, that would be just amazing. And if it's you, I have to see where that area is, then great. Let's, let's get that going. Uh, today, the, I don't know, I'm tired. <laughs> no, my brain is super smushy, but my daughter is outside and I, with her, Amanda, as she calls her, and she's Swedish and we love her. And today's Witch's Day and she's all dressed up. Actually, she decided to wear a bee costume um, and with her Halloween shirt. And we have later, if she wants to change into it, we have a black dress with unicorns and some big fluffy uh, green and purple and black sparkly tutus that she likes to wear sometimes and her witch's hat with gold and black and I'll dress up too and we'll see about mats but today I wanted to just briefly mention that uh, today for me is about sort of that letting go of the past that burning away the past and I always bring some papers and pencils for people who come to uh, burn something that they want to let go of and on the other side, energize something that they want to bring into their lives. And I know they say it's about scaring the witches away and all of this, but it really is about death and renewal. And maybe that's something that, uh, according to your own beliefs and whatnot, I think this is a time to, as we move forward into spring or into looking at fertility, which is what our topic is today, mainly, uh, have to really look at things and look at what we have to let go of and sometimes it's not comfortable 
there are things, things in our home, letting go of those things. Anybody who's watched our Instagram, you can see that we're going through that right now. Letting go of things, giving them to, donating them, giving them to friends that we really like, that we want to pass on our favorite things to. But also sometimes it's about reflecting on what friends we need to let go of, what limiting beliefs are standing in our way of having our highest dreams of being the best parents and people that we know how to, working in the way that we need to, and living in the way that we need to, and that we're meant to on the planet. Letting go of past fears, the past that weighs us down and keeps us from moving forward in the most amazing and whole way that we're meant to. This is moving us from tonight into tomorrow, which is actually today as you're listening. Uh, May Day, it's a time of transformation. So those things that we let go of and we lighten ourselves and we open ourselves to possibility and the newness and a new era, spring, this kind of blossoming and amazingness and an era of forgiveness of self and perhaps even others. It's this letting go of the past that means opening a space for other possibilities. And as we move this towards our topic of fertility and spring and aliveness and, uh, you know, it's, it's a time to become the best version of parents and, and that we are now that we can evolve that. If we're going to be future parents, what we can be inside of all our beautiful imperfections, because the truth is we're going to have rough days. We are having rough days and great days. And just knowing that that is all meant to be mixed together. I was, I was doing an interview or conversation last night with an incredible gentleman for our other podcast, The Corporate Corner. And we both agreed, you know, it's that acceptance of darkness and shadow that's really important along with the light, you know, those dark corners of ourselves, those things we've screwed up on and we, you know, the moments we we wish we could take back, but we know it's also a part of us. It makes us who we are and grows us into who we're meant to be. And so this episode is dedicated to all parents and future parents braving the possibility of new family and to just trust your bodies, keep it fun, relax into destiny and make the right choices for you. No one else can make those choices. No doctors, no friends, no family, not even your partner. You have to do it together and you have to trust your gut and your intuition and your whoever gives you messages, if it's angels or your own heart. Uh, but, but ultimately it's about you guys as a couple or you as a single person who's making this decision, nobody else. So today that's what we're looking at. And for all of you brave souls, yay, I give you a big um, cyber hug for your braveness and your courage. You're doing great. May Day. Yes, May Day. What is your memory of May Day, Ariel? What is the importance for you of May Day? (laughs) Well, May Day didn't become ultra important to me until I came here and then everything shifted before May Day when I was a kid maybe there was 
a Waldorf gathering or something or a pagan ritual or I don't know. I remember Sebastopol was the place we would go and there might be a maypole, you know, the whole weaving of the, the dancing around the maypole weaving the beautiful in that they were colorful ribbons usually i don't remember the putting on the flowers and all the things from sweden that we that was it's sort of like what we do at midsummer but okay made it i don't know and uh, but it wasn't a typical thing that we did in california it was more kind of a marking of time and a multicultural thing but when i came here on uh, the first time in the 90s uh then it became a big thing. It was like you had to be kissed under mm. a blossom tree. And I think technically it should be Petrine Hill and a cherry blossom tree. But I pretty much was just whatever so blossom. So that's a Czech tradition. I don't know if it's only Czech. But the whole thing is that if you don't get kissed under a tree, you'll dry up. Okay. <laughs> you'll be dried out. So it's obviously another fertility abundance thing. And it was about love and abundance of that. So you know, it be, definitely became a sort of tradition for me to find a suitable person to kiss me <laughs> and I think there were times I got kissed on the cheek by you know kids I was babysitting I mean we you know we did all kinds of silly things that was back in the states actually since uh, wasn't here the whole time but uh, yeah but I, I like the tradition it's just a sweetness there somehow and you and I have kept it up over the years even with Ella and now we have a place kind of closer by. But these days it's tricky because the weather patterns have changed, so we don't always have all the blossoms that we used to. But uh, since May Day is, you know, when we're doing the podcast, it just seems like fitting to mention that. But I think it also leads me into another conversation, actually. Uh, but I'll first ask you about your traditions in Sweden. No, I mean, Do you have any memory of it? I, yeah, May Day was... It's traditionally the demonstration day, so that's when the the demonstration day. Yeah, that's when people were out demonstrating officially in in whole Europe. I would say so. It, it's that you have the unions out demonstrating. That was the, that's pretty unromantic. Yeah, that's the opposite uh, of no, my so, feeling. So that that's the memory I have as a kid that that was always ongoing. But from in my personal case, first of May was nothing. It was always a big bike race. I was racing and cycling then and the first of may was always uh, an important race so that was the only purpose of that day for me great unions the... and cycling well cycling is at least <laughs> a little more of a positive twist to the whole day no, i mean i think that except the... maybe not necessarily for you because you had mixed feelings about doing cycling no but, but I don't, well no the young year it was it was it was it was good it was motivating so and was so it cold so, then in sweden yeah, usually it could, in yeah i remember and... 1981. Wait, when you uh, say that, you sound like a 100-year-old man. Go on. <laughs> no, that was 10... It was a race we did in south of Stockholm, but there came 10 centimeter fresh snow that night. While you were... Oh, wow. So, so, so there was... Was uh, it frozen over, or was it snow? I mean, was it icy, or... That was really... Yes, just snow, snow. Fresh snow, yeah. So, so that... With that, that a was, road bike. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Was that a lot of... Slippy, slidey fun, or how was that? No, it was. It was very cold. It was very cold. So, but it, in general, it can be. It's oh, we've been nice in there in weather. June, and it's been cold. So yeah, you just yeah, July, you know, yeah. August. So you, it, the conversation led you into something else. Yeah, said. well, because it makes me think of fertility, you know, and 
and you know this this idea of being dried up yeah if you don't do something i think i when i when i started to think about what we were going to do for the podcast really one of the things that i wanted to bring into each month was talking about older moms maybe because i'm an older mom and partly because these ideas about being dried up yeah dried out uh for me seem really um archaic and a little bit of psychological brainwashing because i think that there's an idea in society that you have to be a certain age to have kids and i think that while there are issues and i'm not trying to take away from the fact that there are i think also our mind body connection is very strong so while i do love the whole idea of the mayday thing it just kicks off that piece for me. So I guess a conversation or a, a comments I want to get into or have a conversation about is uh, that our belief system is incredibly powerful and what's happening in our lives is incredibly powerful for our fertility. You know, we have some people listening who don't yet have kids or are pregnant or are having a hard time having another child. And there's a lot of things that we... we we know what we understand or we believe what we know. Does that make sense? It's like a, without realizing it, we create limits for Self, ourselves. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, that's part of it. It's just that sometimes it's, a, if anybody's ever seen what the bleep do we know, it's a little bit out there. But one of the things it talks about is that we can't even see things that we don't know exist, even if they're right in front of us. Yeah. And it's is that just the a fact. Movie with Robin Williams. No, no. no. <laughs> That's what dreams may come, oh, darling. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, no, this, <laughs> this is not, no. But uh, but it it talks about you know in the story about how when the settlers came on their ships to the New World, that the elder or the medicine man, I forget who it was looked out onto the horizon, felt something was different. But because ships were not even a reality, that those yeah. ships weren't something they'd ever seen before, nobody saw anything. But this, you know, healer or elder or whatever had this feeling and trusted his intuition or his feeling and kept looking and creating an awareness that to be open to something. And so finally he saw it, but still no one saw it. But when he said, look, there's a ship, then because everybody trusted and believed in him and whatever so then oh then everybody saw it so i i often come back to this because i think people are thinking what the hell does this have to do with fertility well i think that when we're told enough times that you're too old and you need to have ivf or you need this or you need to have hormones or you know, you're over 35 or you're over 32 or whatever it is. In this society, when I came here, over 25 was old. Yeah. I came here the first time at 27 and people were like, whew, you better hurry up. Well, I had a kid at almost 50. Hello. And it was a great pregnancy and everything was fine. And maybe I was one of the lucky ones. But I didn't hold the belief that my age had anything to do with the health of my child. You probably scared me and the doctors more than anyone else, but I did not hold the beliefs that it wasn't possible to have a healthy child and a healthy pregnancy at my age. For me, it wasn't even a, it wasn't really a question. And I, I think if more people really truly be, 
believed in that and felt that way, I do think it can make a difference in our experience. But that's that, not to say that nobody isn't has that statistically proven. Or I mean, or, or you mean that it's kind of also depends. But on how the, you but see, it. see, I have such a hard time with statistics because yeah. I think that's one of the things that I walked away from university with is. My teacher said, yeah, okay, statistics, great, except any statistic can be skewed in the direction that you want. So don't get me started on conspiracy theory things because I don't think I want to go there as far as, you know, what that means for various industries to make money off of our fears and blah, blah. I'm not going to go crazy because people do have issues and things can happen. And sure, there may be statistics, but it. I just want to expand the world a little bit that they're... It's not always true. And mm -hmm. even sometimes we don't get pregnant because we're not with the right partner. It's funny you say that because I, I was at the fertility <laughs> clinic this morning. Yeah. Uh, oh, how I, funny. I haven't told you that. But no, no, no. You didn't. <laughs> so while you were no. taking care of your child, your husband was at the fertility no, clinic. I, mean, it, I don't it, even it, want to ask. Uh, it's around the corner here. And, okay. and uh, I, I was told that maybe you could get a blood test. Done that oh, I, that my I husband needed. and his blood test. Yes. So, so I, I, I passed <laughs> by, and then something. in front of me was a, a couple standing, and I was thinking they're going now f they, for the uh, fertility check. I yeah. kind of assumed, but then I, I, I could, I could directly say that they shouldn't be together. But yeah. yeah it, it's a weird thing to say because it sounds like a, but you, you could feel that, yeah, they have problems, but they, they are, they are with the wrong partner. They look totally miserable, and they were in their twenties, totally miserable. And. Um, but, People choose partnerships for yeah. all kinds of reasons, marriages, and that's not my business. And it's just that I've seen it with my own clients when I was working in wellness more than once. We're trying, we've been trying, and my husband's really angry because I, we can't get pregnant, la, la, la. And I would also see them together and I'd say, mm, 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 mm. is this, is this... But that's been people you know. are saying about us as well. But we had a sure, beautiful little, maybe. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. anyway, I'm saying it's not my business. Like I said, yeah. everybody chooses partnership right. for different reasons. Um, ultimately, we did embark on this journey f with love and good intentions, and always felt that our child would be a certain way, and she is that way. You know, full of life and light and whatnot, and connecting people and blah. Mm. But anyway. I mean, I also... How, have, how old were you? You were 46 when you had Ella? Yeah. Yeah. And you had no problem? No. Apart, well, from, apart from the stress I put on you. And... I, I would say if I, didn't, if I didn't go to the doctor and I didn't listen to you and your fatal stories from your past, yeah. um, then I would have had the most amazing pregnancy without any stress. The most stress I ever had, I would say my, probably my blood pressure and... Statistics were the worst when I would go to the doctor because they were always stressing me out. And partly it was that and I you found fainted it. as well. Do you want to do this? Oh my weird, God! They, they didn't. Test. They were supposed to do the diabetes test. Usually they do the lesser version, and then if that's positive, then they do the really extreme, the, the more the, intense one. Well, they just decided. Well, you're old, so I'm just gonna go straight to the other one. Is and that, that happened that, to me a few that's times. That's a blood glucose test. They give to you check a you massive diabetes. amount yeah. of, I think it's 50 grams or some massive amount of um, of glucose. And yeah, I just I got I got really ill, like violently. It was not pleasant, and uh, but there was really no reason for it. And then I even found out that recently that the software which makes the decisions or, or shows you how likely you are to um, have a Down syndrome child or, you know, remember when we had that, there was some tests, some software 
and they only ask you two questions. You remember that? They, they asked if I yeah, smoked yeah. and if I did drugs or something. Yeah. But they didn't ask anything about diet or history of your family. And it's just software that's set up. And according to your age, it's basically going to put you off the charts that you're going to, you're likely to have an unhealthy baby. And I found out from, you know, basically it was David that told me because they work with... Um, yeah, FetView. FetView. Thank Fetview. you. Amazing. Uh, you guys should definitely get on there. They uh, they work with gynecologists and software and all this. And he said, oh, that's just like a curve thing because you're older. It's just going to go. It's going to go like that regardless of no. your reality. So then we had to go to a special uh, guy who did the more intensive sonograms. And he's like, ah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. You he, know? he was awesome. Though. He yeah. was amazing and positive And Oh my gosh, just those tests, please. I just want to tell all of you. So the point of this is that we're, we're talking about May Day and the romance of it and, you know, am I all dried up? But I guess I just want to encourage those of you who are having challenges. I'm not saying to all of you, you know, break up. You're with the wrong man and the woman. I'm not necessarily saying that. But it can be about also looking at our relationships and are we aligned? It's true. Mm-hmm. It's about looking at our relationships and are we aligned? Because often... People aren't getting pregnant, not because of age and being dried up and problems. It's often one person is nervous about it and the other person is ready and wants it all the way and the other one doesn't. And if you guys aren't a bit aligned, it's going to make that much harder. And, uh, you know, my acupuncturists have said more than once they've seen people who came in with one at one time and it showed that fertility tests show that they hardly had any eggs or whatever. And then they at a different time they came according to their relationship, different partner or something. And it showed something completely different. So things aren't as uh, linear as we think they are. And I'm not saying don't trust your doctors. What I'm saying is listen to your gut, and pay we, attention to your relationship and, and we, your lives, and, and make holistic decisions that take other things into account. In our case, we were lucky also to have we acupuncture lucky. and herbs and amazing people that really... And we certainly not, hormonal stuff and we certainly really not balanced. saying to judge exactly we, because this is what we're trying no, to, to, no. to say in this. That this is to, our experience. It, it, but it, sometimes you have you you have this gut feel that is judging, and then yes, you have to work on on, on not doing that. Okay, yeah. you think I'm judging? No, you I, I like I'm no, no. I, I was. I'm not ju- trying to judge. No, no, no. You guys, I, I was swear. judging this couple earlier today. Maybe I was completely wrong, but it was just like my gut feel. Sure. You know, some, and and you can't you can't. Uh, you, but I mean, oftentimes we are okay. Look, oftentimes maybe we are in the wrong relationships. We might be in the wrong relationships, and we still might get pregnant, and we still might. Uh, have a healthy pregnancy and all of that. This is nothing is set in stone, and and as well, uh, there can be a reason that that kid's supposed to be on this planet. Yeah. You know, and that's that's destiny, in my opinion. So I'm not trying to be judgy. I'm just giving another opinion, saying, look, I made the choice personally, in my late 40s, knowing that my family, the women especially, tend to last a really long time. I'm not like a we diet 55 kind of family people tend to last a long time unless there's an accident or something you know my aunt my great aunt she just turned 100 Annie, yeah. woohoo you just turned 100 in new york city and she's amazing and so i know this about my family and so i felt like it was a conscious choice and ivf wasn't the choice for us or at least for me for me i felt like i want to know that it's destiny and it's meant to be in all ways and I also didn't want to put that burden on us because it's really intense. 
but everybody has a different journey. And if you are able to make those choices and feel good about it and it's not ripping you apart the way I thought it was going to do for us, then great. If it is ripping you apart and you're trying to do make these other choices, I'm just putting out there, there are other things. If you're not afraid of needles and some herbs or, you know, maybe some meditation, whatever it is, but just know that they're choices. And if your belly's going in knots when somebody says, this is the only way, then just know it's not necessarily true. Because I was told the same, you have to go on hormones and steroids the minute you're pregnant. You remember that guy down the hill? I never went back to him. Just forget it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, have hope, keep hope, and um, have a great May Day. (laughs) You're not all dried (laughs) up. Even if you have to kiss yourself under a... A tree, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but do get out there and enjoy the spring. And kiss someone. And have a good time. And if you're making babies, make it fun and let go of all that stuff. It's that minute, minute we let go and stop thinking about it. That's when it really happens. Right, honey? Absolutely. <laughs> have a great May Day. Have a great May Day. Trust yourself and have an imperfectly wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Imperfect Parenting and our imperfect podcast for show notes, links to things we discussed, our blog, and more, please go to our website at www.imperfectparenting.net. If you have questions, comments, or stories you'd like to share, please go to our social media on our page or write us at info at imperfectparenting.net. We would love a review on iTunes from you and might have a couple surprises at the other side. So IP parents around the world, keep having a wonderfully imperfect day.